and welcome to Real Estate Real Talk. My name is LaTanya Button and joining me today as always is Haley Bauer. Also joining us is Jennifer Wolf with First Alliance Mortgage. We're coming to you from Bryan College Station, the heart of Aggieland. And today we'll be discussing lender questions related to real estate. The purpose of this podcast is to help educate you on how the different real estate processes work as well as equip you as the buyer or seller to ask great questions to your agent. Thanks for joining us. So let's get started. We will be discussing what questions come up related to getting a loan when you are purchasing a home. So Jennifer, welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So this is a really important topic that we're going to be discussing today. Most buyers do get a loan when they purchase a home. So before we move forward with that, Jennifer, tell us a little bit about your company, First Alliance Mortgage. Well, First Alliance Mortgage is a mortgage company that is licensed across the state of Texas. We are actually based here in Bryan College Station as our home office. And we've got about 25 loan officers across the state with our size. We're not too big. We're not too small. So, you know, we get, we got access to really good products and really competitive pricing, but yet we're not so big that we lose our personal touch. Yeah. And one of the things that I love about having you guys here locally is that when we get to the closing table, there can be issues that come up and it's really nice that you guys have a relationship with the title company and we can work through any problems that, that may arise at closing. So that's great that you guys are local. Um, So what is your role at First Alliance Mortgage? So I'm a loan officer. I started originating loans back in 2000. So I'm about in 20 years into the industry. And what, what got you into the industry? My sister was actually the reason why I started. She had actually started in the industry first. And then she contacted me and said, Jennifer, I really think that you need to come work with me. I think you'd be really good at helping out home buyers at purchasing a home. So I decided to make the move and I'm really glad I did. It was a very good career decision for me. I took her advice. I quickly found my talents and really loved being a part of the whole home buying process. And shortly after I went to work with her, she decided that she wanted to open her own mortgage company, First Alliance Mortgage, which she did in 2002. And we are still operating today, 18 years later. That's awesome. First Alliance has been a great asset to our community. Um, so let's get started by talking about the very first step in the process, uh, the, the pre-approval letter. Let's start there. So getting a pre-approval letter is definitely important when you're wanting to make an offer on a home. You have to show the seller that you're financially prepared to purchase. Especially when you're in a multiple offer situation, when there's several buyers presenting an offer on that same property. Yes. And because the seller wants to make sure that they're accepting a contract from a buyer who has their financing all in order. But what I think is most important is what the buyer gains from the pre-approval process. A lot of first-time home buyers don't realize what a monthly payment looks like at different price points. No, they really don't. They have a hard time, um, you know, struggling with, you know, this sales price means this monthly. And so they go on to these online mortgage calculators uh, with all these national lenders. And those calculators don't factor in our property taxes. But 
the great thing about your website is you do have a calculator that factors all that in. Yeah, I love that it. calculator. Yeah, yes. we use it all the time. Texas has a little bit higher um, property taxes. It's important for people to get the right estimates on what taxes are going to look like in their monthly mortgage payments. Absolutely. It's also important to understand what the down payment requirements are when you're getting pre-approved. A lot of people have question about how much they need to bring to closing and what closing costs are going to look like when they're purchasing a new house. So when a potential buyer calls me, one of the first things I always ask is, how much of a monthly mortgage payment do you want to have? And how much money do you have available to bring to closing? Once I get those answers, then I get a really good idea on what sales price we need to keep that potential buyer under. And understanding what the monthly and upfront cost will help to determine if they feel able to take on that financial responsibility of home ownership. And if they do, then we continue forward with completing a loan application and getting them pre-approved to start shopping for a home. Yeah, that's true. And so let's talk about the application process. What does that look like? Well, the application is pretty simple. It takes about 10 to 15 minutes. It is typically completed on our website. We ask about income and asset documentation, um, want to get pay stubs, W-2s, or bank statements. More documentation might possibly be needed if someone is self-employed or maybe recently retired or might have variable income, such as commission or overtime. And you do pull a credit report, right? Yes, we do pull credit. That's a very big part of the process. The credit history and the credit score is a very large part of determining the loan program that they're going to be eligible for and the kind of interest rates that they're going to have. And there are several types of loans that a buyer can choose from when purchasing a home. So talk to us about that. What is a mortgage and what are the different types of loans and how does a buyer decide which one is best for them? So a mortgage is a loan that a lender gives you to help finance the purchase of a house. All mortgages are classified as either a conventional loan or a government loan. Conventional loans are going to require more favorable credit scores and are going to require a down payment. And even though they are a little tighter in the guidelines, they are actually about two-thirds of all the mortgages that are closed in the U.S. today. And the other type of mortgages would be ones that are insured by the U.S. government. These loan types would be FHA, VA, and USDA loans. FHA loans are backed by the Federal Housing Administration, and they'll allow for a little lower credit scores and only require a 3.5% down payment. Yeah, and we usually see a lot of first-time homebuyers kind of gravitate towards the FHA program, but do they have to be a first-time homebuyer to use that program? Actually, they don't. That's a common misconception. Most first-time homebuyers will tend to utilize the FHA program because of its lower down payment requirements and because it's easier to approve. But you don't have to necessarily be a first-time homebuyer to utilize the program. I've seen clients that take advantage of the FHA loans on their second and even third homes. And some people, they'll go with the VA loans. So talk to us about that. Yes, VA loans are guaranteed by the United States Department of Veteran Affairs. Um, the basic intention of the VA loan program is to supply home financing to eligible veterans to help them purchase with no down payment. Um, interest rates are typically a little lower on, in the market and with zero down payment. It's, it becomes one of the most attractive loans on the market. So if you're a veteran and you qualify for a VA loan, I really highly encourage you to check it out. So what about the USDA loans? 
So the USDA loan is backed by the United States Department of Agriculture. Their goal is to make homeownership more accessible to people living in less urban areas. The loan also requires zero down payment. And in order to be eligible for USDA financing, the borrower must live in a USDA eligible area and their household income must stay under the income limits for the area in which they are purchasing. And there are areas around Brown College Station that are eligible, right? Yes. Most of the Brazos Valley area is eligible. It's when you get closer into the Bryan College Station city limits that USDA is not allowed. So if you get into some of the smaller rural communities around Bryan College Station, such as Navasota, Caldwell, Somerville, Hearn, you can utilize the USDA loan in any of those areas, even if it's in the center of town. It's just when you get inside Bryan College Station specifically that the USDA loan is not allowed. So as you can see, there are several loan types out there, and there's lots of reasons why somebody would choose one loan program over another. And this is where a mortgage professional will really be helpful in providing guidance on what program would make the most sense. Absolutely. So some buyers don't know what a mortgage payment consists of. Can you give us the details on that? Sure. A mortgage payment consists of principal, interest, property taxes, homeowner's insurance, and if applicable, PMI. And we'll talk about PMI in a minute. But the principal is the amount you borrow, and interest is what the lender charges for lending you the money. The monthly payment for the principal and interest can be amortized off of any term that you would like and qualify for, but the longest term and the term that most people do is a 30-year mortgage. And then there's the taxes and the insurance, which are referred to as the escrows. When you close on a loan, the annual taxes and the annual insurance are divided out on a monthly basis and then added to the monthly mortgage payment. The lender holds that money in an escrow account. So think of an escrow account kind of like a savings account. With every monthly payment that you make, your escrow balance will increase. And then when the property tax bills come out, there'll be money saved in that escrow account to pay the bill. And then the same thing will, of course, happen when the insurance renews. Right. And you mentioned the PMI. So what is that and how does that affect the payment? So it's an insurance premium that you pay the lender when you make a down payment less than 20%. It's there to protect the lender in the event that you default on your mortgage. PMI is an acronym for private mortgage insurance. Um, On FHA loans, they call it mortgage insurance premium or MIP. Most first-time homebuyers get very surprised, though, to learn about PMI or MIP. It is a term that you don't ever really hear about unless you're buying a house. So if you can, it does help to put down 20%. Yes, because if you do the 20% down, then you avoid that PMI cost every month. So what is an example of, of like PMI cost on, say, like a $200,000 house? So to put the PMI cost into perspective, on a $200,000 purchase price with a 5% down payment, the monthly PMI would range from $50 to over $200, depending on the credit score, which is one reason why credit history is so important, because that PMI can get very costly. And PMI is probably a reality for most first-time homebuyers because they just typically don't have the funds for a down payment. Yeah, that's what we typically see too. So um, 
Let's talk about the closing cost and that the buyer will need to bring to the closing table. Um, what are closing costs and what are a few examples of these? So on top of the down payment, a buyer is going to have to incur closing costs that must be paid at closing. Right. There are a lot of services that are needed to purchase a home. Some of those closing costs will be underwriting fees to the lender, the cost of a home appraisal, closing fees to the title company, maybe home inspection reports, maybe a survey fee, your homeowner's insurance, just to name a few. But all these costs serve a purpose in finalizing your transaction. And unfortunately, most of them cannot be avoided. Right. And we do have a podcast specifically about closing costs. But, yes. But tell us, how much are closing costs typically? Well, I mean, closing costs can be as low as $2,500, $3,000. And on higher priced properties, those costs can get over $10,000. But average costs run between $4,500 to $6,500. It kind of depends on the loan program and the loan size. If you are considering purchasing and these costs intimidate you, don't get too discouraged because there are sometimes an opportunity where a seller might pay these costs for you. And even other times, the lender can provide a credit for these costs in exchange for a little higher interest rate. So let's take a step back and let's go over the, the whole process for the buyers of, of getting a loan. So as we discussed earlier, you start the process with getting pre-approved. And with your pre-approval letter, you'll make an offer on a home and get a sales contract signed. Once that sales contract is signed, then we as the lender will take an order and appraisal to determine if the property value supports that sales price that you've negotiated with the seller. The income, the assets and identification documents, that appraisal report, the title work that gets ordered, and your insurance policy paperwork, all of these items that we've gathered from you or ordered from third parties are sent to an underwriter to obtain a loan approval. The less the paperwork that has to be reviewed, the quicker the underwriting turn time. The average turnaround time is, is about one week once we've gotten everything gathered and in. Underwriting doesn't take too long once they've got everything to look at. And then when the file is completely approved, then the file gets placed into the closing queue where the final loan documents are prepared and all of the documents are then delivered to title for you to sign on closing day. And just like that, you're a homeowner. So during that time um, that they're in the closing process, what are some of the do nots that we can share with the buyers so they can be aware of those? Well, the loan process can be cumbersome, but for most, it does go very smoothly. So there are things that you should avoid doing so that you don't have a cumbersome process. And it really just, it, a lot of times though, it does come down to the complexity of the file. Some of the suggestions though that we make when people are starting the application are don't change your job in the middle of the process because income documentation is a big part of what gets underwritten. And if you change to a new job, then we've got to wait for a first paycheck to be issued, which will more than likely delay the process. So it's not really a good idea for them to open a new credit card during this process, right? It is very highly recommended not to open any new credit. If you do, then the new debt has to be accounted for. And many times that added debt will cause the loan to get denied. Also, don't change bank accounts during the process. If you do, you would have to provide the new bank statements and provide the paper trail of the funds that were deposited into that new account. Furthermore, you don't want to deposit any money other than payroll deposits because underwriters are going to want to see your bank statements 
and any deposits that are not payroll related are going to have to be documented. What about those cash deposits? Well, depositing any cash will cause issues. Cash cannot be verified. Think about it. So you can't prove where it comes from or how you obtained it. And a lot of underwriters want to know that the funds that you are bringing to closing are your funds and not something has been, that has been borrowed. And it's hard with cash to prove that. Jennifer, that is some really great information that you shared with us, and we appreciate you being here. But before we end this podcast, what has been your favorite part of the loan process? So there's a lot of people involved in the entire process, from the buyers to the realtors and underwriters, just to name a few. But getting to work alongside all of these great people with a common goal makes the process so fun to be a part of. But I think my favorite part's definitely the closing piece. I mean, seeing a buyer so excited that they have been approved and then receiving their keys to the new house, it's, it's such a rewarding experience. Well, we appreciate all that you've done for this community and you've been a great help to us sharing your lender knowledge and we're very thankful to have you on the show. Thank you. I really appreciate getting to be here today. Well, that wraps it up for now. Next time, we'll be discussing another exciting topic in real estate. We are very excited for the opportunity to share the real estate process with all of you. When you have a lender question, feel free to reach out to Jennifer Wolf at 979-694-1000. If you have a topic you would like for us to cover on the podcast, please email us at realtalkaggieland at gmail.com. As always, check out our other podcasts on iTunes and YouTube. Be sure to like our Facebook page. And when you have a real estate question, give us a call. Thanks for joining us on Real Estate Real Talk.